Hey, this is Dwayne Larson, and welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about, well, you guessed it, music. Each week, I'll try to bring you new stories from artists and other people in the music industry. I want to make this podcast one of your go-to music podcasts. There are a few ways you can help me make this happen. Go subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, rate us. Also, tell your friends about It's a Music Thing. Nothing like word-of-mouth advertising. That goes a long, long way. Also, check out and follow our social media pages. It's a Music Thing MB on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's It's a Music Thing. The website is It's a Music Thing.com. Also, if you f- want to, drop me a line at It's a Music Thing mb at gmail.ca if you have a show idea or would like to be interviewed or heck maybe you even know someone that wants to be interviewed all right enough of my droning on and on let's get on with the show It's Dwayne, and you are listening to It's a Music Thing, the podcast. I want to thank everybody for all their support, all their patience. I know I make the same excuse time after time after time after time, but I've been super busy with uh, my photography gig, and that's kind of taken away from my podcasting and the chance to get to interview people and stuff like that. But I do have some really great interviews lined up. I have some in the can, ready to go. Uh, I've got a really big one that I'm just waiting to confirm, and I'm so excited to talk to this person. I can't tell you quite who it is yet, but I'm very, very excited. Uh, It's a really good mixture of industry people, bands, local people, local bands, touring bands, just a whole bunch of really, really great stuff. I've got some, um, some new sponsors that I'm can't quite announce but we're gonna have some ticket giveaways to uh some shows and all that kind of stuff so yeah there's a lot of things happening um so i really really appreciate everybody being patient and sticking with me uh what am i who am i talking to this time yes this episode is all about hot hot if you don't know who hot hot is i had the chance to sit down with their lead singer matt uh they are formerly a band called boats from here in winnipeg and they've got uh, a brand new album called Hut Hut Hut. Yeah, you you heard it. That's Five Huts, Hut Hut by, or no, Hut 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 by Hut Hut. There we go. Yeah, uh, we get into a little bit of uh, how how it was named. You know, getting old because we're getting old. We're old guys now, um, and just a whole bunch of different kind of things. They have and bleh, can I talk? I'm getting too excited. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've been on the microphone. Um, yeah, so they have a release coming up February 7th at the Goodwill and that's with Big Loser and Hotel Dog. Uh, I have never seen either of those bands. I don't think maybe I have, I don't know. Everything kind of just jumbles into one after that. Uh, I had the chance to listen to the whole Hot Hut Hut album by Hot Hut and it's really good. It's, it's not something I typically listen to. But when I listened to the, the the first song on their band camp, it was it, it, it just drew me in. There's something about Matt's voice that's I, I, I can't quite put my finger on. It's weird, it's good, it's different, which I really look for in music if it's not that same kind of monotonous, droning on, boring rock and roll voice. It stuff like that really draws me in and Matt's voice definitely has has that kind of an element so yeah i hope everybody enjoys and here you go 
All right. I guess, uh, first and foremost, who am I talking to right now? Matt Klachewski. From? From Hot Hot. Hot Hot. Awesome. Um, I guess we'll get this started the way I kind of get everything started on, on this podcast. And that's, um, can you remember the first time, whether it be a band, a song, whatever, you heard music and that you were like kind of drawn to it right away? Oof. Um... I remember my sister letting me her Smells Like Teen Spirit, uh, or Nevermind, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, and Green Day uh, on old cassettes that I could listen to while I was vacuuming. Okay. Um, that was probably big. Um, from there, I think the first music I spent, or actually like owned, was a Blue Album cassette, Weezer. Okay. Um, but yeah, it depends on kind of what I remember, like in crisscross in elementary yep, school. Yep. So we're we're roughly probably the same. I'm thirty. I just turned thirty-eight. Oh, okay. I just turned forty. So there you go. Yep, one hundred percent. My first one was that I can re- well remembering was uh, I think it was like Eye of the Tiger. Oh yeah. Like my parents had a tape, and I was like, Holy oh shit, well, if you want to is... go back that yeah far, yeah go 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 way. Back. I remember running around in circles. At my dad's house, listening to uh, "Money for Nothing" and "Chicks for Free," oh, okay, "Dire Straits," and uh, just being like, one of my first thoughts being like, "Daddy likes Dire Straits." Yeah, and I didn't know like what that word meant, and I didn't know what a band was. Hmm. I was probably four years old. Oh hey, Dwayne. oh hey, <laughs> oh look, we got we got another another hot hot. I thought you had class till nine. You did the thing? Yeah. Well, is this spontaneous or what? This is perfect. We were just talking about you. We are just talking about Ian. Wow. Off mic being of the course. first music I ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it was actually I'm Ian Sucks. Than I look. That was the first band I ever listened to. <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs. What? No, you're stuck here now, pal. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're talking. No, it's a conflict of interest. Me and Dwayne know each other outside of this. So <laughs> can't do it. They just like to get out of the uh, the talking, don't they? Yeah. No. Um, Less talking, more rocking. So yeah, um, I guess growing up, did you have a lot of music around you? I guess if your dad's listening to Dire Straits. Okay, I have another weird memory where okay. like, um, I think I was maybe ten or eleven or twelve. Okay. And it, remember those uh, those like. 10 albums for a penny kind of oh, deal. Oh, like Columbia House? Columbia House, yep. yeah. So I had, my mom came up to me and was like, we get 10 albums for a penny, it's crazy. Here, take a list. Here's the list. You yep. can get anything you want. And I was like, I don't know if I like music yet. Okay. Like, because I was like, maybe the Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't. I ended up getting nothing. Oh, and so I was like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah, because I don't know. It's a lot to choose from. It's yeah, no, that's true, and not all of it is good. I I remember going through Columbia House, and I think I like quit and signed up like three different times mm-hmm. just so I can get those ten CDs for the penny or whatever, yeah. and then then they soak you for $30 per album after that. So I think when you're that young, you you like, you listen to music, but you don't know that you like it yet. Mm -hmm. Because 
honestly, I was just talking about Dire Straits earlier. I just went back like last year and got that same album. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is banging. Yeah. This is. <laughs> and it made a little more sense to it's, you. It's, it's, I think it's like a dad thing. Yeah. I became also a dad about last year around the oh, same time. Oh, so, okay. All right. So me listening to that for my dad, I think you have to be a dad to listen mm-hmm. to, to Dire Straits. That's what, that's what my partner says, is that that's... stop listening to that dad rock. What <laughs> what other kind of stuff would you consider like I guess because we're very close in age what looking forward mm-hmm. uh, boy girl did you have I had a girl little girl yeah um, say let's kick this ahead fifteen years mm-hmm. what do you think you're listening to now where she's gonna be like dad you're such dad like shut that off what am I gonna be listening to now yeah like I don't know I think like there's so much. Like, I think it's different because back then you only had, like, 20 bands to choose from because mm-hmm. there was no internet. There's no... It's whatever gets played on the radio. So I, I, I don't think... I think my 17-year-old will um, listen to what I'm listening to and being like, oh, that's your weird 2000s music. Yeah, that's your weird... Turn that off. We're listening to Squidgecore now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, so, Hot Hot Hot, or a Hot Hot. Um, it's a stupid name. It, no, it's a great name. It's just getting into my mind that it's like Hot Hot is releasing Hot Hot Hot. Yeah. Um, I, I already regret that decision as soon as the press started coming in. Because then it's like trying to... You just it was like, hot, we lot. had a group chat. We were like, hey, wouldn't it be stupid if we called it Hot Hot Hot? Yeah. And nobody answered. <laughs> so so, so I was that's, like, well, that's it, what the album's called. Now, yep, so yep. thanks for the input, guys. So um, I guess going in the the back in time machine, uh, you were in a band called Boats that did fairly well here locally and kind of Canadian wide. Uh, what kind of led up to kind of the dismantling of that, and how did Hot Hot kind of come to form out of the ashes of that? So from about 2007 to 2015, um, Boats was kind of the all my entire focus. Yeah. And so I was, you know, in every job I had, I would either work for a few months and then quit so I mm-hmm. could go tour, or I would find a job that would allow me to tour, um, a job jobs that I hated. Yep. Um, so um, always broke, always in debt. Uh, but living the rock and roll dream. Yeah, of course. Um, so around about 2015, I, I got a I got a job that I like really like and I really wanted, and um, you know got married and uh, I guess had a kid later on. But mm-hmm. um, just like I knew I wasn't gonna um, be able to make it my focus anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think having the same name and would kind of mean maybe there's kind of the same expectations mm-hmm. but hot hut is more just like a band that we're gonna do when we have time yeah which is kind of sad but it's also like really nice to have you know an app just this kind of outlet that i can come and make music and sometimes play shows and maybe a few people will actually come to them and i don't have to worry about you know managing you know band stuff yeah did you find it kind of difficult when you came to that realization when you were still doing boats that it's like okay i'm, I'm kind of done with 
trying to pursue the quote-unquote dream, and now this is just for me. Did you find it difficult to make that transition? Uh, no. Like, it's it, it was it was very evident. Like, we never had any illusions of, um, you know, making it big time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we we wrote it as far as it could go. Um, it's not we're not going to be making you know top forty hits, and mm-hmm. we're not going to be we're not going to be able to sustain ourselves as a band. Yeah financially that we that was never the expectation um it was really just to kind of see how far we could go with it and just have fun doing it and that's like that's what you should be doing in your 20s Mm -hmm. uh you should be um just doing stuff that you're not gonna regret later yeah um but yeah once you're once i was 35 i was like i gotta gotta move on with the life but maybe i can still do this maybe i can still do this and move on so that was the hut hut the hut hut dream and um, write songs very slowly and not worry too much about it and how did the uh you and the three other guys in hut hut kind of all come together like originally yeah well it's these are all the same guys in boats oh okay um so yeah we've all played together forever okay so just same thing yeah we're just we're just one less uh ashley went to uh to to school okay in school all the time um yeah just kind of easier for casualness so how would you say um kind of the songwriting has changed over from boats to hot hot uh it's been a lot slower yeah um i mean obviously you you've got a are you the primary songwriter yeah I would say so. Um, um, like a lot of these songs, we were playing as boats, okay, right up till the end. So, um, in the past six years, I've maybe written six songs. Okay. Um, I just, yeah, it's. I think now that you know, the fatherhood is kind of chilling out a bit, and mm-hmm. um, I've gotten rid of some other uh, rather um, uh, consuming hobbies. Um, that I was uh, doing for a while. Um, I think I'm going to be able to make music a little bit more and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, make some new new stuff. But uh, what was the question? I'm totally lost. Um, I was just listening to what you're saying. So, uh, uh, oh yeah, how the uh, the songwriting differed from Boats to Hot Hot. Yeah, so I... Uh, I think these songs are a little more restrained as far as instrumentation Um, because back in the boat days we were just like if we can fit it on a record we're gonna Mm -hmm. put that in there let's get every single piece of equipment and instrument we can Uh, let's fill a room full of people and have them stomp on the floor this is just like a lot of this record the philosophy was if we can't play it live then let's not put it in okay so trying to keep it a little simpler um i think uh yeah i think it worked a little bit and <clears throat> something that really because i listened to the uh the one song that you guys have up on on band ca- on the band camp did we um, did i send you an album uh no i also didn't ask for an album so God damn it. it it's on both our parts i guess okay. um well 50 50 uh one thing that really struck me, and like I had seen, because I'd never seen Boats perform that I can remember, um, but your voice is not what you would expect 
expect when just like talking like this. It's a very high pitched voice. Um, has that always kind of been your register when you first kind of started playing music? Yeah. Like, did it just it you just, just opened your out. mouth and just kind of came out? I think so. And how have you worked? I don't know how else to sing. I think I just learned wrong at a very basic stage and then <laughs> just went from there. I took, uh, you know, I didn't go down the road. I went through the bushes. Yep. Which which is great because, I mean, it, it's a very it's a very good voice and it's very distinguishable. Like, you hear that and it's like, you you know what band you're going to be listening to. It's It kind of reminded me of... Uh, Claudio from uh, Coheed and Cambria because you look at that guy and he's got like this huge mane of hair and he just looks like this big burly dude but he sings so high the first time I heard them I thought it was a female singing hmm. but yeah I just find your voice very very interesting thanks um, were you in other bands before Boats? no I don't know how to be in other bands no I'm not a good musician no no. You like you as in just and you don't share well. Or? I no, I'm literally a bad musician. <laughs> um, it takes it takes me a very long time to to put stuff together. Okay, and so jamming is not a thing. Oh, uh, okay. Like I can't I can't you know make up a riff and play with someone something someone else is doing. Mm-hmm. I have to sit down at my computer and record something on loop for hours just to figure out what the next thing I want to do is. Oh, okay, so. I played in Ashley's band once, and um, they politely, politely uh, <laughs> did not ask me back. There's a few bands that I've played in, yeah, um, where I was suddenly realized that they had a practice later on, and I was not invited. <laughs> so, so is that was that a learning? I guess because like boats and now Hut Hut has been around for a while. Um, was that a learning curve, like that you had to? come to that self-realization where you're like this is how I work and you just surrounded yourself with people that are, are okay musicians. with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well like eventually I can you know record a demo and then yeah. I'll bring it to them and they'll be like play this and of course they'll pick it up immediately mm-hmm. um, whereas it took me like days and days so mm-hmm. um, yeah not a good musician but you're trying I'm, but you're I'm learning every, you're learning trying. something every day um, I just read actually today uh, exclaimed an interview or interview did a review of, of the, the new album and the one thing that struck me was this one line and it said um, Hut Hut's debut delivers a conventional conventional goods in unconventional forms um, is that kind of how you would explain Hut Hut sound um I yeah I think that's a good that's a, yeah like I think the I was, the review kind of I read it and I kind of got it and mm-hmm. now I'm just like you're saying this now I haven't really put a lot of thought into that but now that I think about it like to me um, I like to think that when I'm making a song I'm doing something that no one has ever done before which is an insane thing to think mm-hmm. when you only have guitars and bass and drums and some keyboards. So that's total nonsense, but like, um, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, mm. 
I want to make songs that don't sound like other songs, and I want to make songs that don't sound like my own songs. Mm-hmm. Um, just try to do something something different every time. Um, but you know, these days, like, there's so much electronic stuff out that um, you know, there's no way I can make something you know truly original Mm -hmm. now that like you know (laughs) rock music is dead so um yeah i I think it's it's something that i like to try to do but i'd never thought i was doing it but it's an exclaim so yeah i'm sticking to it i was uh listening to a podcast on uh the trip that i was just on and they were talking about how there's you know just about an infinite amount of ways to arrange music with the different chords and all the different stuff. But when you start to like pare down the genres and especially rock music, it's really hard to like, there's a chord progressions that work because that's just how they work. So they showed a whole bunch of examples of other musicians, either they knew they were ripping off, somebody else or it just like it kind of sort of sounds like that Mm -hmm. so I mean it's got to be tough to not fall into that and keep pushing yourself to make stuff that sounds original and new Um, would you say that's like something you're consciously always working on when you're you're creating like a, a new song or so like what do you mean like if you're going uh, when you start like writing a song, will you ever start second guessing yourself and like thinking about did somebody already do this? Does this sound like Sometimes, something else's? But like right now, I'm writing a song, and it sounds it's it's a Future Island song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, start with that, yeah, and then. How can we move away? Mm-hmm. How can we make it more original? But like, it's definitely. I definitely started out being like, "This is gonna be a Future Island song." Yeah, and uh, yeah, just trying to try to at least put a, a little twist on it so nobody notices. Maybe. Yeah, like start it and then dissect it yeah. and just put the hut hut twist on it. Um, also, you had said that you had uh, just had a child mm-hmm. um, a year ago. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Two and a half. Have you found that side of your life has crept into the band side more for, like, I guess for writing and, like, that kind of thing? I hardly get the chance to write anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm working on... Um, I, I had, a, you know, other stuff that I was doing, which I have stopped doing. Mm-hmm. I was... I was I was uh, a dodgeball politician for a while. I was a dodgeball politician. I was uh, the president of Dodgeball Manitoba. Oh, okay, okay. The founding president. Oh, okay. Um, I have uh, let that po- I've let that post go because okay. so I could write more songs. Yeah, and, and play more music. So um, that's a, a silly chapter <laughs> of my. life. I think that's that. a great chapter. It's, of your life. It was. That's... It's fun. And you know, so you, hell, you, you founded. Want a dodgeball podcast? I'll get started right now. I I would love to delve into that a little bit because you you started like the dodgeball association within winnipeg yeah the manitoba it's uh, dodgeball manitoba okay and how long ago was that three years ago okay yeah. and what kind of sparked did you like to dip duck and dodge that much yeah we just it started out with um 
I kind of just noticed that oh, there's a lot of people who want to play playing playing dodgeball, mm. and I really wanted to know like how do we compare to other cities? So yeah. I put together the first traveling dodgeball team of like dodgeball all stars, and we uh, we played at a few tournaments around around the country, and uh, we were really bad. And so we're like, well, we gotta get better. Yeah. And the only way we can get better is. You know, joining up with Dodgeball Canada, mm-hmm. putting together a provincial sporting organization, and getting better players and uh, re- recruiting better players and increasing the com- competitive side of, of dodgeball. Mm-hmm. But oh. this is music podcast. It's true, <laughs> but it's it, I mean, it's also about you, sure, and so and as well as the band. But to me, it's more because I like to on the podcast. I like to talk to as well as musicians. Um, I love talking to people behind the scenes, like producers and A&R people, and it's just interesting to get to know the person, not just, hey, album, album, blah, 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 whatever. Um, So you did that for three years. Yeah. And then, like you said, you wanted to focus more on... Yeah, it was taking taking up too too much of my time, and honestly, it, it, it it got so big and so popular so fast mm-hmm. that like i i since i have this other job and like i want to write music i wasn't able to give it the, the attention that i could so, yeah so i stepped down and, and, and got someone else to take over but i'm still kind of do you still perif- peripherally oh yeah i play twice a week nice yeah um so the uh the new album is being released uh january 30th yes and if i read the band camp and everything right it's being released on cassette Yes. And there is a digital download with that, which yes. is great. It, nothing more aggravating to me when I buy vinyl. I don't buy cassettes too much anymore. I will collect old ones. Um, but when I buy something and there's not a digital download, and I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to listen to this if I'm not in front of my record player? So having a digital download, great. Um, and this is all self-funded? Oh yeah, like throughout the the band yeah. and everything. Yeah, and by self funded meaning I spent as little money as possible. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Our uh, our buddy Ryan recorded it for uh, for dirt cheap. Okay. At the uh, at the Mid Ocean School of Recording. Nice. Which he's a teacher there, so he gets cheap space. We only made a hundred tapes. Okay. Tapes are pro- I think still the cheapest medium you can print them on. They're mm-hmm. like so, you know, we're only gonna make that many but they all have the, the streaming everywhere yeah itunes spotify all that stuff all the all the all so the was, best so was that the reason to do the tapes just to have something physical yeah and so i feel silly can... at a show not having anything to sell yeah like selling slips of paper for the yeah. the record or whatever yeah we always got boats tons of boat cds in my basement i can sell those i've i've, I've got a few of not the boat cds but i used to run a record label before and yeah, there's there's still some at uh, mom's house that are collecting dust. Oh yeah, she, me too. She she keeps asking me. She's like, so uh, when 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 you getting rid of these? I'm like, eh, I probably not. Like, because none of the bands are playing anymore. They're not gonna go anywhere. I had a record label way back in when I was like 18. And oh yeah, Knifer Records. Okay. Do you remember them? Uh, I've only been I've only lived in Winnipeg for like uh, 11 years. We what, didn't know what we were doing. No, neither did I. Yeah, but I put out great. six or seven records. Yeah. What What did you? How many did you put out? What like uh, what kind of label was it? I guess. It, I don't even want to talk about it because no. it's really embarrassing. It was a really nice community, and like mm-hmm. it was a bunch of people. It was really nice in that it it was 
less of a record label and more of just like a group of bands that we're gonna we're gonna play shows no matter what okay and we don't care if we're good or not yeah we're just gonna we're gonna put out compilations that are not done properly <laughs> and we're gonna sink money into them and uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna play the albert on a tuesday yep of course uh, why not to, to three people because there's nothing else going on at the yeah. albert so that's that's kind of what it was all about and uh yeah it was, it was and you still have some of those oh it's, kicking around they just turn up like you know termites yeah just little cds way off in the corner somewhere yeah yeah i've still got like boxes and shrink wrap and they're all just sitting there because none of the bands are doing anything which yeah. is fine I just look back at on it as like it was fun. It was just me doing it by myself. It was called Lonely Tree Records. We had one band that did. What? That sounds familiar. Um, we had, or I had, uh, a band from town here, um, Selkirk, uh, The Resistance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I put they out, were on our first oh, compilation. I put. I out, think. I put out their first. Is that yeah. a punk band? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicole, sing, they sounded a lot like I the Distillers. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe female-fronted punk band. Female-fronted. I might be thinking of something else. Um, the best release I did was a, a band called Away From Here. I think we sold two thousand CDs, <laughs> which is pretty good That's for like <laughs> compared to. Com- I'd be like, yeah, we sold. Uh, maybe a good 100 <laughs> we yeah they they just they were that kind of like the screamo emo kind yeah. of th- when that was cool and they got picked up for a bunch of warp tour dates oh wow. and then fearless records was looking at them and then they just kind of all they had to do was pretty much go down to california play a showcase and they would have fit into that huh. band seamlessly or that label seamlessly yeah. but it never happened whatever but it like yeah it was fun it was me early 20s playing around trying to figure shit out get distribution never get paid you know never get paid never get paid um so yeah a new album called uh hut 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 unfortunately because no one responded in the group chat so that's what it was um and then you guys are playing uh february 7th is the album release yes with uh big loser and hotel dog yes at the goodwill Yes. Uh, how did you decide on who you wanted to kind of play the the <laughs> opener? Um, so the uh, I didn't I, I I'm a dad I I don't know bands anymore. Okay, <laughs> I don't get to go to shows anymore. Um, the promoter of the show, um, Adam from Real Love. Yep. It's like you should get you should think about getting Big Loser, and I'm like I don't know who that is. And then he sent me a music video, and I watched it, and I was like, the next three days, all I could do was hum this damn tune. And I was like, three days later, I came back, I was like, you've, you've, you've broken me. Yep, yep. We will have to book this band. Um, and then Hotel Dog is a friend of Ian, who is too scared to t- speak on your podcast. Oh. Um, he, uh, someone named Charlie, I don't really know them, but he sent me the link, and... <laughs> It just sounds like some nice synthy uh, kind of bedroom pop, and sign me up. Yeah, one that, listen, that, good to go. That works then. Yeah. So it all. And be... I think it's their first show. Oh, under that's that perfect. Name. I think they had a, maybe had a different name. You're asking the wrong guy. All right. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, what else? 
was I gonna ask? Oh yeah. Um, so uh, where can people find Hot Hot's stuff? Uh, best place is Bandcamp. Um, I'll pepper some um, cassettes of it around. I want to say around town, but really it's into the music. It's mm-hmm. the only place left, uh, and they will have download codes. Um, and there's only a hundred of them. So there's only a hundred. You better snap them up, guys. Yep. He doesn't want them in his basement. I don't. They're <laughs> beside my bed right now. Uh, um, yeah, uh, iTunes. If you want to go the corporate route, but I think I get more money if you buy it on Bandcamp. You, yeah, I think you probably do because it's. it's I don't. I don't know the back end of Bandcamp, but I know it's pay what or you can choose pay what you want or however much yeah. for the album and then. Hopefully the artist sees more of that. I would hope. I think so. Just you could just put money in an envelope and send it. Just to send me. it. It's true. Yeah, that's probably. Then I get a hundred percent. Yeah. But then I got to pay for postage, and waste valuable uh, resources. It's true. So you could just send me money and I'll send me e-transfer me, <laughs> and I'll send you a download code. I'll put the email in everything so you can just send money right. Just just, just that easy. It's to e-transfer. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with me. No and problem. I wish I could be here for the album release. I'm going to be in Mexico. That's I know. not it's, a good... That's not acceptable. I know. I know. It's not a good reason. That's that's the way life is. But, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. Um, and, yeah, thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. There you have it. There was my conversation with Matt from Hut Hut. And like I said, they have an album release coming up on February 7th, The Goodwill with Big Loser and Hotel Dog. And I also want to mention that Real Love is the promoter of this show. They put on great shows. They're one of my favorite festivals, promoters, just people in general. It's, I mean, Winnipeg, and I know, I know, I know, I dwell on this all the time. And you're probably like, Dwayne, shut up. But Winnipeg has such a great, vibrant local music scene and if we don't go keep going to shows like this, then, more, you know, it, it bands start dying out. And that's a really shitty thing to happen. So make sure you head out to whatever show, whatever kind of stuff you're into. Hip-hop, death metal, punk, um, indie alternative, blah, blah, blah. All those different genres. If it's local, go check it out. If one of your favorite local bands is opening up for a bigger band, go check them out. Definitely show them love on their social media. Let them know that you are there to see them. And I mean, you know, of course the, the headliners are always good, but one of those things, if you don't support our local scene, it won't support us. And thankfully I just read in on the internet somewhere that the cavern closed, but it's reopening again as I think, I believe something called the underground. So it's great that we're not losing. That's those, these small little venues that are kind of the backbone of our music industry because you know, as much as I love venues like the Park Theater and the, the the bigger venues like the Garrick and stuff like that, sometimes it's just not viable for, say it's your first uh, show as a local band and you, you're you booking your show and 20 or 30 people show up. If you go into a place like the, the, the Park Theater or the Pyramid or something like that, it looks pretty empty. Like it's, it's kind of dejecting or dege- whatever, sad, whatever you want to call it. And then it, it's so just, yeah, I'm rambling now, but having those small venues, you put 30, 20, 30 people into places like 
the the cavern or the handsome daughter or stuff like that then it's it, it feels full it feels nice and big and intimate and the energy is always super great in shows like that uh, again not detracting from what those other venues do but yes go to small shows go to local shows support everything that you possibly can that is local and then if your favorite band's coming through, like uh, one of mine that I, I did not, I wasn't around for, but uh, Alexis on Fire was just here, not my favorite band, but the distiller's open for them. And I'm getting to that age where, oh, 20 years ago I saw them. Well, it was around 20 years ago I saw the distillers and I was super bummed that I missed them here. But it, it it's just one of those things that I, I really wished I could have saw. And I would have definitely gone had I been in town. So again, thank you for all your support. The uh, the wonderful people from Hut Hut gave me uh, kind of a preview of the new album called Hut 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 by Hut Hut. I just love saying that. I just keep want to keep saying Hut 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 Hut. Uh, just sound like Beavis and Butthead now. But they gave me a preview of the new album. You can check out their Bandcamp. All the links will be in the description um, for the podcast. Uh, also, yes, um, I'm kind of rambling and very excited about everything that's going on. Uh, we are now on Spotify. So if you are a Spotify listener, I know I didn't have it in the intro. I just got to get around to re-recording that. Maybe I'll do that after this. Uh, definitely hit like, uh, rate us, give us all the love you can, tell your friends about us. Anything you can do really helps support me do this. And I really, really appreciate it. Hopefully with the new sponsors coming on board, there'll be some excited giveaways, uh, a little more production into this and it would be, yeah, I'm, I'm working hard for you guys working hard for me. I love this scene. It's given me so much and I'm just trying to figure out a way to keep giving back. And this is one of the ways that I continue to do that. So the, uh, the wonderful people at hot hot gave us a kind of a sneak peek to the album coming out, uh, end of January, just a few days ago. Uh, this is going up. I'm not even sure. Sometime. It's coming up, but it should be out by the time the podcast is up. Uh, there is only 100 cassettes. They are only releasing 100 cassettes. If you listen to the interview, you know that. And they have download codes in them or head, head straight to their band camp. You can buy it straight from there too. But they gave us a couple songs that we can put up here. The first uh, song I'm going to play is was on their band camp it was a freebie they're giving away to to listen to it's a song called secret handshake and then the second song after that is a song called song number one makes sense hey everybody enjoy keep going to local music stuff scenes supporting do all that stuff
it. 